Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Orlando Magic Daily Podcast. This is a game recap for January 9th, 2016. The Orlando Magic fall to the Washington Wizards 105-99 to in a, I don't want to call it a disappointment, Disappointing effort. Uh, it was certainly a disappointing result, and 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 disappointing in a lot of ways. As as the Magic have really fallen on tough times here. Uh, they've they've played six games in the first nine days of January and have lost five of them. And so they're really facing their first big losing stretch of the season. Their their first really big downturn of the season. And at twenty and eighteen, they're currently tied for the last gate last spot in the playoffs uh, behind. Uh, Boston, I believe, in, in on percentage points. Uh, so, you know, there, there there isn't a whole lot of reason to be super stoked about the Magic right now. Certainly not like there was a few weeks ago. And uh, Washington has represented a big, big problem for the Magic uh, for the last three years. Uh, with the win tonight, the Wizards won their 12th straight game over the Magic, sweeping the season series for the third straight year. And uh, obviously, uh, that's not a good thing for the Magic. So, how did the Wizards do it? Um, they did it in much the same way that they've done it throughout the year. Uh, the Magic just did not really make too many adjustments, uh, really hoping that that some some a different energy, playing with some effort, um, would would help. But uh, the Wizards just came out with more. Uh, they came out with a lot more from from the tip. Um, this game was not not as close as the score indicates, and Washington really controlled the tempo and pace of this game from the very beginning. Uh, you know, you look. I I look to to key stat. You know, Washington. A lot's been made about Washington trying to get out uh, in transition a lot more and trying to push the pace. And and that's really what they did from the start. Uh, the Magic committed uh, 15 turnovers, led to 20 uh, Wizards points. They had 20 fast break points. 12 of those 20 fast break points came in the first quarter. Uh, I believe the Magic had six turnovers. They were all turned into 12 point, 12 Wizards points. Uh, so you can t- take two and two together. The Magic did a lot of things they can't do. They turned the ball over at the top of the key. Uh, they they got deep into the paint and missed, sh- missed shots close to the rim. And that enabled Washington to get out in, in transition. And, and when the Wizards, you know, as bad as the Wizards have played, they're now 16 and 19. As bad as the Wizards have played this year, they're still a very talented and, and st- still a very good team. And when you let them get out in transition the way that they've gotten out in transition... Uh, well, the way they got out in transition uh, on Saturday night, they will beat you. Uh, it, it's just no no bones about it. John Wall coming at you at full speed is about as bad uh, as about as stressed a defense can be in this league now, nowadays. Uh, and um, you know his stat line: twenty four points, ten assists, five rebounds. Uh, he did have seven turnovers, which helped keep the Magic somewhat in the game, giving them a little bit of hope. But um, yeah, it, it, he's just really difficult to deal with when he's got ahead of steam. And, and throughout the game, he had ahead of steam, whether it was the Magic kind of trying to go over screens and, and try and be physical with him and then failing at that, and Vucevic being kind of caught on, on an island, so Wall's coming at him at full speed, or 
or you know, players trying to collapse the paint to, to close his lanes down, and he just finds a way to get the ball out to uh, to, to to open three point shooters. It, it was just all working. Um, but really, the tone was set for Washington on the defensive end. Uh, Orlando in that first quarter, they end up shooting 51% from the floor. So the Magic did have a good offensive night at the end of the game. But, uh, and they were above 110 points per one of the possessions, if I'm not mistaken. I think they came in at 111. Uh, I can actually check that. Uh, they came in at 111.8 for the game. So the Magic did not have a bad offensive night. But in the first quarter, they scored only 17 points. Like I said, they committed the, they committed six turnovers. And Washington was really, 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 really physical with them. Uh, they, they closed down the passing lanes, forced the Magic to over-dribble a lot. And when that happens, the Magic offense tends to stagnate tends to get in trouble, and, and that's what Washington did early to, to set the tone. And once again, the Magic were left trying to scratch their heads and figure out what went wrong, and, and the Wizards had them beat from the very beginning. I mean, that's what they do, man. They, they keep playing the same way against us. They, they try to punk us, trying to be more aggressive, and, you know, they, it's working for them. Uh, for some reason, we just don't, don't answer back. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't know why. It's so frustrating, you know. Uh, but hey, you know, uh, John was a great player. He made some great plays tonight. You know, helped them a lot. And the Magic were looking for that response uh, throughout the game, and they never, never quite found it. Um, you know, they, they did get the lead down to I think five or three uh, at one point in, in the second quarter or in the third quarter. And, but really, Washington had control of this game throughout. And like I said, it really felt like they set a tone from the very, very beginning with with that defense and with that transition. Uh, again, Washington only finished the game with twenty fast break points. So or not only 20, but they finished with 20 fast-break points. They had 12 in the first quarter, 14 by halftime, so six in the second half. Um, the Magic settled into the game. I mean, it wasn't like they were they were out they were out of it or they weren't doing a lot of good. They weren't doing some good things. They they shoot 51.4 percent from the floor. They get to the line 24 times, making 18 18 of 24 free throws. Remember, they only shot six free throws against the Nets on Friday. Um, they score 32 points in the second quarter. They score 29 points in the fourth. They get 40 points in the paint, outscoring Washington in the paint 40 to 28. They get uh, 11 offensive rebounds. They, they, I think they rebounded nearly a third of their offensive rebound opportunities, so and nearly 33.3% offensive rebound rate. Now, Nikola Vucevic has 23 points on 10 for 17 shooting, nine rebounds, five assists, a, a balanced game for him. Victor Oladipo, 17 points, 5 of 12 shooting, not the greatest, not his greatest shooting night, but he was solid, getting the line six times, six free throws, five assists, uh, six turnovers as well, but, um, you know, Oladipo had a, is not a natural point guard, so it's, you know, little, you know, he's still playing a little bit out of position. Aaron Gordon, 10 points, 7 rebounds off the bench, so there was energy, there were, there were good performances, and, and, and the Magic did some good things offensively, they moved the ball, and, and, and one, you know, once that, that initial push came came down they they moved the ball well and they they scored with Washington the problem is they scored with Washington they could not get stops it was it was frustrating to to watch this team really just not be able to stop the wizards at all whether it was a uh, wall coming through the lane on pick and rolls or you know missing shots you know the the times they missed shots it seemed like the wizards were out in transition getting their offensive offense set even if they didn't get you know formal fast break points uh, and, and the ball just moving really quickly around the perimeter, you know, from what, I mean, again, whether it was wall getting into the paint and collapsing the defense and kicking it back out and the Wizards making the extra pass to a Jared Dudley or Gary Neal who had 16 points off the bench or Otto Porter Jr. or whoever it was, they, they, they had guys 
that they, they had guys working really together, really on a string, a, a very focused Wizards team. This, this looked like the Wizards team that everyone thought could make the Eastern Conference Finals this year, not the Wizards team that's gotten off to the 16-19 and 19 start. Um, they were playing really, really focused, really, really energized, and really efficient basketball, and the Magic just didn't really have an answer. And again, it, it started from the beginning with the Magic making critical mistakes and putting themselves in a hole that they would have to climb out of the rest of the game. Well, that's what happened to us early in the game, you know, exactly what we can't have happen, turn, turn the ball over around the free throw line area against them because they're explosive then on the break. And, and uh, you know, we lost some balls, you know, we missed a couple layups, things like that. And, and in the games that we played them, I mean, they're converting those at a really high rate. So, you know, we, we just we couldn't afford that happening uh, with the way we were guarding as well. And both things happened at once, and, and they got a lead, and we were playing uphill the rest of the night. And that's not somewhere the Magic uh, can, can be, unfortunately, especially – uh, with the way they played on the defensive end tonight. And, uh, you know, one thing that's been kind of lingering now for the last few weeks, again, uh, in, in January especially, as the team has kind of fallen on this losing streak now, this uh, losing five of six uh, to start January. They're, they're sitting at one and five right now as they get ready to head to London for the game against the Raptors on Thursday. Uh, the, the one thing that's been kind of sitting around is is this defensive slippage it's 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 really well noted um you know i think i i don't know if i've wrote i wrote this for an upcoming article or for an article um that i that i just wrote I, i'm sorry i write a lot uh you know the magic defense was really really good in the first month and a half of the season until i think i i think i measured it out um you know until the se- from the beginning of the season until december 9th the magic were seventh in the league in defensive rating um they've dropped to 12th or 13th and in that time between december 9th and january 9th they're like 25th in defensive rating um so this is a problem for the magic defense has been a problem and the last two games against indiana and and against uh Brooklyn, it looked like the Magic were getting back to things. They were they were scrambling well. They were closing out on shooters really well. They were making that second effort. They were, you know, turning off and turning defense into offense. Most importantly, um, they were doing a lot of really really good things. And I think they showed a little bit of it against the Wizards on on Saturday. Um, it was just much more inconsistent. It was uh, not uh, not done at a consistent enough level to say, okay, this this team is back to where they want. So what's, I think, most frustrating with this Magic team is that, you know, we can all see that they have the capability. They, they, they play it in spurts. They, they play that, that high level that they played at at the beginning of the season in spurts. And right now they're just not doing it consistently enough. And, and that's the big, honestly, more than the offense. Because the offense, you can see, comes and goes. Um, the Magic played decently on offense tonight. They, they, they were able to score a ton of points, um, but they weren't able to get stops consistently. And, you know, you look at the game against Brooklyn, the Magic offense in that game just stunk. Uh, you know, a night before, it was unbelievable how bad the team was offensively in, that second, in the second and third quarters until they got the ball moving again. Um, but they stayed in it because their defense was was pretty good that night, and and the numbers sort of bear that out. Although you know maybe maybe the Nets didn't play as good. I, I thought the Magic's defense was great that night, and I thought the Magic's defense was was decent uh, against Indiana, say for a few breakdowns late in the game. Um, the Magic just have to get back to playing con- defense consistently if they want to win games, and 
and that continues to be a, a repeated message coming from players, and um, it's just about going out there and executing. That. But I mean, we we gotta control. We can what we can control, and that's how the defensive end. Um, they came out. Um, they had some good energy once they started making shots. Um, you know, we were turning the basketball over. We couldn't really uh, get some easy looks, and uh, from then on, it was uh, pretty much uphill battle and stuff to get back into it. Um, you know, they're a tough team. Uh, every time we face someone, I mean, you know, you, you got your hands full with John Wall. Um, but, I mean, for us, I mean, we got to look at this game and really evaluate, you know, our, um, you know, ourselves as individuals. And, you know, we got to play better and we, we got to control what we can control, and that's not turning the basketball over. Um, you know, that's on a defensive end, locking in, um, pulling for one another. The Magic are now 38 games into their season. They're actually at the halfway point of their home schedule. Believe it or not, this was home game number 20. Uh, and, and sitting at 20 and 18, so they're nearing the halfway point of the season. Um, and and as we like, as I like to point out, you know, typically the standings normalize at this point of the season. You're kind of you kind of are in the standings where you're going to be for the rest of the year. Um, granted, the Eastern Conference is a little tighter than it typically is, but. Uh, you know, there's very little variability. Um, again, that again, the Eastern Conference standings this year might might change a few things. But the Magic currently at 20 and 18 sit in ninth place in the Eastern Conference, percentage points behind the Boston Celtics for the eighth place. So uh, again, I don't think the Magic are going to go away in the playoff conversation, which again was an essential goal for this season. But at the same time, um, this is a team that has a very difficult schedule coming up. Um, and, you know, looking further ahead than, than even Thursday's game against the Raptors and not playing any games is going to cause them to fall in the standings most likely because, because uh, you know, teams will play games and win games. Uh, but this is, you know, this is kind of who this team is now. And, and there's been a lot of inconsistency and there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of difficulty finding uh, effort, especially on the defensive end and, and committing to kind of the principles that you would hope would be hard and true about this this team at this point. I mean, we're still talking about some very basic things, and and that has to be a little concerning, and that has to be a little frustrating, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, it, it, it's, it's just, this has just been a very hard team to peg in many, many ways. There still seems to be a lot of flux about them, about roles, about, you know, positions within the rotation, uh, about even somewhat responsibilities, um, you know, it's hard to know what to count on from each player, each game. And, and like Tobias Harris said, you got to worry about what you can control. And you can control defense. You can control defensive effort. You can control precision uh, on offense with with turnovers. You can't necessarily control whether shots go in or not. And, and I think the Magic's offense is going gonna, gonna to continue to be somewhat maddeningly inconsistent. But the the defense being this inconsistent, it is a point of concern now as we as we near the halfway point of the season. Um, you know, the Magic are getting. It, this isn't a checkup or, or anything, and I don't think the Magic have to win this game in London against the Raptors. But but you know this is a a point of reflection for for the team a little bit with with some time off. They they've got to kind of get back to work, get back to the grind, and, uh, and and find their defensive identity again. And if they can do that, um, they should be fine for the rest of the year. I, I'm not expecting this team to blow the doors open and, and get home court advantage in the playoffs. Uh, I, I think that's that's asking a lot. Um, you know, there's still a lot of problems with this roster that that the team is going to have to look at, 
look into addressing a little more seriously this summer than maybe they ha than they have since the rebuild began. Uh, but you know they need to stay in the playoff conversation, uh, and I think they will. Um, you know the players certainly have the goal of making the playoffs, and that goal is still out there for them, and they need to get back to doing what they did well during the winning streak, during the time in in early December mid-December when they were just burning off wins, you know, beating teams they should beat and, and beating some teams that were of equal weight of them. Um, that's something they haven't done particularly well this year. A team like Washington, the standings say they should beat them. A team like Indiana should be a team that they're they're really competitive against. They, they, they don't have a lot of marquee wins uh, on their plate yet, even against teams uh, that are in the Eastern Conference playoff race. I think they're 1-6 in six in the division so far, with that one win over Charlotte being the only win. They've lost four times to to Washington now, once to Miami, once to Atlanta. So there's still a lot of lot of division games to, to be had, you know, three each against Miami, Atlanta, and Charlotte. And those teams are no pushovers either. Uh, and so there's, there's still a lot out there for the Magic uh, to accomplish. And, and they've got to, you know, take this time that they're, that they're being given by this trip to London to buckle down and get back to the principles and get back and find themselves just a little bit. Just the way we've been playing lately, we definitely have to you know, wake up and uh, make a stand and get on a you know, winning streak. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be tough for us to, you know, to, to achieve our goal and make the playoffs. So, um, you know, we still have a winning record, but it's not, you know, the way we're playing is just not good right now. Uh, we have to find a way to get back to what we're doing when we're playing really well. We had five wins in a row. We're really hot. And uh, so, you know, I know we can do it. We just have to find it within each other. Uh, I think, you know, with this uh, kind of a break coming up uh, where we can use some time to practice and need and all that, I think it can really help us. And so the Magic uh, head out to London uh, on a bit of a sour note, but uh Hopefully a determined note to, to fix things with, with the extra time they're going to be given. Uh, they'll have Sunday off uh, off after the back-to-back. -back. Again, that teams rarely practice after back-to-backs. Uh, they'll practice Monday and then hop on a plane and head to London. They'll land early Tuesday morning, Greenwich, Greenwich Mean Time. Uh, they'll have, be, you know, have a whirlwind, I'm sure, for Tuesday and Wednesday with, with NBA events as well as their own practice time. So they'll have two, two days of solid practicing in London before they play the Toronto Raptors on Thursday, a, a 3 o'clock tip-off, if I'm not mistaken, a 3 or 3.30 tip-off. Let me double-check that for you. Um, get, make sure we get that information to you here. Um, on Thursday, it will be a 3 o'clock tip-off. Uh, the game will be on NBA TV as well as Fox Sports Florida if you're in the, if you're in the United States in the Orlando area. Uh, and again, the, the, the Magic playing the Raptors in London as part of the NBA Global Games. Uh, it is officially marked as a, as a Magic home game, so tonight marks the halfway. The end of tonight's game uh, marks the halfway point of the Amway Center schedule uh, for the Magic. Uh, again, a big opportunity against a, a playoff-caliber team in Toronto, a team the Magic have already beaten on their home floor. Um, you know, one of their marquee wins of the season, uh, and, and and a win that, and a, and a game that the Magic need to play well and and kind of find themselves again and find. A, a reason to feel confident and a re reason to get themselves back into things because, you know, again, you play two really good defensive efforts after playing some poor defensive efforts to start the month, uh, and then you come come home and, and lay an egg defensively. It, you know, you didn't lay an egg offensively. You made shots. You did a lot of good things, uh, but defensively you never gave yourself a chance. And, and 
especially with the way the team was struggling offensively at the beginning of the game with turnovers uh, and giving up fast break opportunities that, that proved to be too deep of a hole uh, for for the Magic to, to come out of. So once again, the final score from the Amway Center, the Orlando Magic fall to the Washington Wizards 105-99. to uh, For everyone here at Orlando Magic Daily, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll catch you next time here on the Orlando Magic Daily Podcast. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.